John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcast. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. It is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Happy hump day, my friend. We are uh, we are dwindling days on the baseball calendar. Uh, these days are going so quickly. I mean, we're mid-September. Halloween stuff is like they already got rid of Halloween stuff at the stores. It's like Ooh. all Christmas stuff already. Maybe some Thanksgiving. These... Why is time flying, Chris? I don't get it, man. Hey, wait till you wait to get to my age. It's like you keep uh, hitting the speed on the treadmill, and it just keeps going faster and faster. I'm like, Whoop. Jeez, my grandma told going? me that one time. That's one of the most insightful things she's ever said. She says, "Whatever age you are, that's like the speed limit you go in life." Yeah, you know, when you're young, things take forever, or they seem like they take forever. Then you get to 30, 30 miles an hour, 40, 40 miles an hour. He said, by the time you get my age, things zip past, and you don't even realize it's the years have gone by. I love that. That scares me. That scares me. That that is wonderful advice. Um, Well, let's talk about a guy who in the baseball world, he's moving at like a zillion miles an hour based on his age. Adam Wainwright, great video, probably best baseball video we saw last night on social media was him greeting all of his teammates outside of the clubhouse after he picked up win number 199. That's why I'm wearing a cards cap. That's why I'm giving a tip of the cap to him. It was his first win since mid-June, and for a guy who's done so much for this organization and really been a shining light in the sport, it was nice to see him smiling again. I'm watching this video. Who's he like hugging and who's he just kind of dapping up? This is this this is an interesting case study in clubhouse dynamics right here. Okay. I am happy that he's happy because there's not a lot that's been gone that's gone right uh in St. Louis this year, although they have played better as of late, but that season's been done since I don't know. When when do you think the season was done for them? June? Yeah, late May, early June. Sheesh. Uh it's good to see him smile. Yeah. And boy, I really I really hope he gets to number 200. Could you imagine if he ended his career on 199? That would suck. I mean, how many starts to get left, too? No, three? he's going to have, yeah, probably three. Yeah, somehow. Maybe they get him in a game, hey. in, a, in a tie game. There's like, get out there, right? right? Like, you could do that Possibly. at the end of the year. Possibly. All I can tell you is, Ali Marmol, you better manage that game like a motherfucker. Like, like it's the <laughs> game seven of the World Series. Get him that dub. What's up with Ali Marmol? Is he still like mad at everybody all the time? I don't know. I've really like I've barely paid attention to them in the last two months. Seriously, it's been no reason to. It's shocking. Can't believe it. Let's start with the team that we talked a lot about on this show, the Texas Rangers. Now they've now ripped off four to Rose pretty much since you told me Rose stop counting them out. And you were right, Trevor Plouffe. They're only one game behind Houston Astros there in the American League West. So that's really the good news. The bad news is Max Scherzer left last night's game early. He's getting an MRI on his straightened triceps. How worried are you? About Max or, or the Rangers? Whichever direction you want to go, brother. Okay. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about Max. I actually was watching MLB Network uh, earlier today, and they had Alex Avila on there who knows Max very well, and he said it looks a little different on his face. The worry factor looked a little different on his face. Now, I don't know if that's true. 
but this is a teammate of his, a, a former battery mate of his that pretty much, you know, knows him about as good as anyone could know a person. So uh, I, I'm worried about that. And I, I'm still not worried about the Texas Rangers. They do have a, a spot in the postseason as of today. Um, that's the one thing that they have to just figure out, get to the dance and they're going to have to, you know, find ways to do that. The bullpen hasn't exactly helped them on in this four game win streak, right? This is a team again. It's just, this is an offensively oriented team. They have, they do have a good starting rotation when everyone's healthy. Um, so I think a couple of things I think about with the Rangers, as far as, you know, getting down uh, to the nitty gritty here, the playoff push, I, I'd love to see, Adelise Garcia back. I'd love to see Josh Young back. I'd love to see, you know, some of the guys that have kind of, you know, gone down in the second half to, to get back to that offensive prowess. I think that will be, that should be their calling card. You know, if they get to, you know, the postseason, they're going to rely on the offense. Uh, maybe, maybe you'll get a great start here and there. Uh, you're really hoping for that because you want to minimize your exposure to the bullpen as we've seen it. You know, it has faltered. There's no doubt about it. Guys can get hot. I have said that, but, I think the recipe for them would be let's get the offense going. Continue to have Simeon and Seeger. They've been crushing it as of late. Uh, our guy Mitch Garver has been really good. Uh, so I think for sure, sir, yes, I'm worried. Um, if if it does end up coming back where there's something, I, I don't think anything structurally necessarily will be wrong, but he is getting the MRI. I'm worried about him. I'm still like, I'm still not that worried about the Rangers. I think they're a mm. really good team. They have solid, not even solid, they have excellent offensive players on that team. They're an excellent offensive team. And again, that's kind of been their calling card. So let that continue to be your calling card. Get some of these guys healthy and make a run at it. You just want them to win every game 11 to 8. And it, that's just not realistic. It's not. Even if they get into the playoffs <laughs> and, and break that playoff drought. So what – you either need to be able to rely on your starting rotation or your bullpen down the stretch and in October. And right now, I'm not so sure they could do either. Bullpen, I've talked about them enough. I'm going to stop kicking them. I will let you be on this Wednesday, okay? I'm going to play nice. So let's focus on the rotation, shall we? Okay. If they don't have Scherzer or don't have him at 100%, that is a major, major issue, right? John Gray's done a great job this year. Really, really strong job. Dane Dunning has started to fall off a little bit. He started to fall off. In the second half of the season, OPS allowed has jumped 200 points. He was unbelievable in the first half. One of the big, big stories in baseball I didn't think we talked about enough. Evaldi, I'm going to tread lightly. I'm worried about the guy that at any possible time, that's it. Just too much injury history. And based on what transpired during the second half here where they he didn't throw for six weeks in a game and then they didn't even send him on a rehab assignment, and boom, all of a sudden he shows up on a major league mound. Like, I've, that's Panicsville. So I just don't know. I don't know. I want to see them make this a three-team race because they all play each other these last two weeks of the season. I am praying that they can stay in it. So I'm rooting for you, Texas. Man, every time they're not on offense is how I watch the Rangers. <laughs> it's like I, one I of those agree. scary movies. Who do you think will be the most disappointed if they don't get in? Is it going to be Texas, Seattle, or Toronto? It's got to be Seattle, I think. Or I guess Seattle, Toronto will be more disappointing than if the Rangers did. Again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Seattle, because I think they felt like they were going to take that next step. And for Toronto, 
there's going to be something really wrong if the Blue Jays don't get in because we both feel like they've got all the components to do it. I can't believe they might not get in. And Seattle doesn't make the freaking play home. I think, yeah. I think if Texas doesn't make it, we go, hey, they had a good season. They lost the Grom early. Their bullpen sucked all year. Like, we, there are things you can yeah. point to. They've, they've, I, they, yeah. I don't think you can do the same with Seattle. Or but they've also, Seattle. like, they've went for it. Like, even at the trade deadline, too. Like, they acquired pieces. That would be very kind disappointing of. if, like, you started out the year, pitchers get hurt. Supplement it through the free uh through the trade deadline doesn't happen. Like I think it's almost all equally disappointing because mm-hmm. these are three good teams and one of them is not gonna make it. All right, let's move on. A great finish last night in Philadelphia. Trey Turner, game tying homer. He's gone deep eleven times the last thirteen games, I think. Braves win it in extras all in the night where Matt Olson ties Andrew Jones as the single season home run record holder for the Braves. Um Big picture here. Atlanta is now six and three against Philly, the team which, of course, knocked them out of the playoffs a season ago. If these two tango again in October, how shocking would it be if Philly does it to Atlanta again based on how the season series has gone and how the regular season has just been dominated by the Braves? Um, I wouldn't be too shocked, to be honest with you. I mean, they went eight and eleven against the Braves last year. So they had a losing record against them and then ended up knocking them out. So like there's, you know, I don't think the regular season necessarily plays a huge part uh, in that and how you approach a series. I mean, and you know how these things uh, can play themselves out. I mean, it just kind of depends on what type of series the Phillies are going to have to play to get ready to play the Braves who are surely going to have the bye. So like, how's the pitching going to match up? All those things matter. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked though. I I I, would, I don't get shocked about anything in the postseason because, you know, it's it's just different, man. And guys can step up, and you just have one thing. Uh, somebody on the Phillies can hit a three-run homer in a certain spot. Like there's just so many things that can happen. The 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 lights are so bright. Like everything is magnified. I I I wouldn't be that shocked if the Phillies did. Now, if like you're talking about another team like if the reds got in and like they beat the braves i would be shocked like something like that if that was to happen i would be shocked the phillies to me are they're not on that tier but they're such a dang good team with superstars who can who understand the moment and you know again they were just there last year so i i to answer your question i would not be shocked at all if the phillies upset the braves that would be a really fun series actually again i love it i think the atmosphere is in both of those ballparks the Braves, didn't they last night set the National League single-season record for home runs? I believe that's what I what I read. So they're just – they're impossible to pitch to, man. Impossible. Where do you get a breather? You don't. You really don't. They've got four guys that have more than 30 homers, right? They could have four guys that get 40. What was, my, per- what was my thing? Didn't I say we're going to have 10 players with 20? Didn't I yeah, say I think that? that's – I think you said 10. What are they at right now? Are they at I'm eight looking. or nine? Well, we got one. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right now, anybody? Cl- there's a couple guys close, I think. Yeah, there's Orlando RC has seventeen. Uh-huh. Michael Harris, the second, has sixteen. So we could get we could get to nine. Get to nine. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. Yeah, that's still a lot. That's still a lot. But they could, you know, if there's certain guys that they're already in their thirties. They're Matt Olson hitting fifty-one should kind of like count as two. 
Man, oh, man. By, by the way, which the, those are two teams that have interesting closers to me in Rysel Iglesias and Craig Kimbrell, right? Kimbrell's been – he's had a wonderful career. But at this point of his career, you, you don't feel the same way when he comes out of those swinging no. gates. And Iglesias is a guy who's – I don't know. He's been up and down at times. I don't know if in a one-run game how great you're feeling if either when either one of those guys come out of the bullpen. It's so and you, you know this too, Chris, because we we we've been here before, and I keep saying this. Like it's we're gonna see who feels comfortable in the postseason. You can see it pretty quickly by the end of the first series. You can you're gonna say, oh, that guy's feeling it. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, loving the playoff atmosphere, there's some guys that shy away from it, and 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 won't be able to perform. But we don't know what's going to happen in these bullpens just yet. The order of things that's going to come because it is such a ride the hot hand situation in the playoffs. These guys might not even be closing games out in the playoffs. Like you, you'd they, think they so. Would start that way. They would start. It would way. start that way, one hundred percent. But you don't know if a starter gets put back there, and all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, like for the twins, you know, for, for the entire season, basically it's been Griffin Jackson and Duran at the end of the uh, bullpen and maybe a little bit of Brock Stewart mixed in there. But now they got Louis Varland who they as a converted starter, who's going to be pitching in the bullpen for the rest of the year. He's throwing like a hundred miles an hour. Who's to say that Louis Varland, I don't think he's going to be closing out games because you no, got Duran who's nasty, but like that late inning guy, like things are going to change for people's bullpen. That's, the, the that's what I want people to understand because just right. go look back at what happens during the playoffs. Yeah, who is the which team has the most confidence in their closer in the National League of of all the contending teams? So Atlanta, Philly, oh, um, Miami, Miami's got David Robertson back there. I don't think he's well, but he he was bounced from that role. Didn't he? Did he get it back? Oh, yeah. Recently, oh, and I've then, seen him. I've seen him end games, but you're right. Is it? De- is it Devin Williams in Milwaukee? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, interesting. Going around because Arizona has Paul Seawall, or maybe a Camilo Duvall for the yeah. Giants. You're right. It's yes, maybe that's it. Those God, two. That's interesting. Okay. Now I know it's baseball today, but we love our football here as well. And week two is a pawn as football is back in full swing. And it's another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? Well, you know that answer. It's DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers, guess what? You bet $5 on a football game, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That sounds like a really good deal to me. Get in on the NFL week two action with DraftKings Sportsbook. All you got to do is download the app now. Use code baseball today to sign up. New customers can bet those $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only in DraftKings Sportsbook with code baseball today. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Let's move on. Uh, One team that will not be playing October baseball, at least meaningful October baseball, would be the Colorado Rockies. Chris Bryant throws a small dent into the NL Central hopes of his former team, the Cubs, hitting a home run. 
His first one since coming off the injured list yet again. Describe Bryant's Colorado career in one word. Disappointing. I think that's a fair word to use. I think from both sides. And and I don't know, <laughs> excuse me, I don't know what he expected. I mean, when I, when he signed with Colorado, we're all like, oh, he just took the largest bag. Which he did. Yeah. So, you that's know. That's fine. Disappointing is a word, but also I almost went with as expected. But, you know, the injuries you don't expect. You know, you want him to play ball. And last year when he played ball, he did well. And this year it's, uh, you know, he's got 67 games and 732 OPS. So it's definitely disappointing. Uh, You'd like to see him continue to put up like kind of gaudy offensive numbers. But again, like he, who's he? Who's he surrounded by? You know, what What if they – it's just not easy to play on a team that's losing as many games as the Colorado Rockies are going to lose. It's it's hard to get up for these games. Like You don't have the same motivation. You don't have the same pressure, which, you know, a lot of times that is the guy's motivation, main motivation, is the pressure to perform well because you got the city, you know, wanting to win. You have expectations. They have zero Maybe the least amount of expectations in all of the big leagues, Colorado Rockies. So, it kid like the two words come to mind: disappointing and like expected. Like it's what what did we expect out of this tenure here? Like what what did we expect? Did we expect him to go there and be motivated to hit sixty homers because he's playing in Colorado? Like I don't know. I didn't. I thought this is what I thought when he signed that contract. We're not going to hear from Chris Bryant a lot anymore, and that's kind of what's happened. You thought he got put in witness protection. Really, that's what it was. It was baseball's version of division? witness protection. I know. And the word I'm going to use is missing. He just misses time. What percentage of possible games in his two seasons in Colorado do you think he's played? Or you're looking at stats. I kind of have some of the numbers up here. Okay, it, so it's got to be like 20%. He's played in 35% of the games, possible games. 30 five percent it's like he's become a starting pitcher i mean we'll see you know every five days it's it's really incredibly sad because he's a nice kid and man was he a talent like you've forgotten how good he was his first three seasons he was seventh in the mvp voting first in the mvp voting and i think he finished like 11th or something like that he was a stud among studs he was I was told, man, okay, the dude doesn't love the weight room, but you know what he does? He does baseball activities all day. Like, he loves to just work on his swing and hit baseballs and all that sort of stuff. And we're going to look at his back at his career and be like, God damn, that dude had some serious talent. Like, this, he, what's he at, 182 lifetime homers or something? Does he get to 300 homers? He's 32 years old. Uh, probably. He's got some time left in Colorado. You, you got to assume he's going to be healthy for m- more than 30% of it. Uh, to your point, from 2015 to 2009, so we got five years of, of major league games there. Um, 284, 385, 516 for a 901 OPS. So offensively, he was a elite. And it hasn't necessarily played out that way since. It, he's got a 102 OPS plus as a Colorado Rocky in that ballpark. He has been an average baseball player when he's been on the field. It's people, you can't understate the importance of pressure and 
Like, I don't know. Like you just, you just go to these teams. If you're not winning, like what, what motivation do you have? You already got paid the money. Yeah. You already got paid. And I know that sounds horrible. You gotta be professional. And I'm sure that he is working and wants to do well. It is just different. different. Oh, I don't think there's a question about it, man. All right, let's move on to um, one of the stranger stories. I think we've hit during the season. And this has to deal with Alec Manoa and the Jays. He was sent down by Toronto to AAA Buffalo over a month ago. It took him almost two weeks just to show up, is what the reports are saying. This is according to Jeff Blair of Sportsnet. Manoa was actually eating up a minor league roster spot that they didn't really have, and he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't throwing pens. He wasn't working to get better. This is all according to reports. So now he's been put on some sort of inactive list, so at least they could free up a roster spot. He's not going to pitch anymore. Minor leagues, major leagues, see in 2024, or we think. Do you think that Manoa has thrown his last pitch for the Toronto Blue Jays? There's a possibility that he's thrown his last pitch for the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't think there's a possibility he's thrown his last pitch in the big leagues. Um, the talent is there. Like that's, I don't know what's going on this year. I don't know if it's a physical thing. I don't know if it's um mental we we don't really know there's not a lot of clarity to the situation we know he struggled this year we know that things just haven't gone right people will point to the pitch clock which is kind of ridiculous because everybody else has made the adjustment like you got to figure that out even with this year which is done 87 and a third innings to a 587 his career numbers his era is still a 332 he still has a 124 op or era plus like this guy, the talent is there. So I, I don't, you know, does Toronto sell at the lowest point and trade him? I don't think so. That sounds stupid to me. Like you got to get this guy back mentally and physically where he's motivated to come pitch and it, it can have a somewhat a, a resemblance of the success that he's had in prior years because if you just go out and say, hey, we're done with this guy, that's that doesn't seem like good business to me. Like you just got to sit down, figure something out. Clearly, A, he's not happy about his situation, the way things are going. So figure out what the root of that is, and then try to fix it. And then physically try to get this guy back. And 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 you know, this guy here's the thing about Manoa is he hasn't made the money that he needs to make. So, like, I know I point to that a lot on this show and as as motivating factor, because guess what? It is. It's, huh? It is. I'm going to say it, it's the main motivating factor of a ball player. You work your ass off to get in this window to make some money. Yes, World Series, All-Star Games, great. You play for those things, too. But the number one thing is you want to secure your family. And you want to get paid. Manoa has not gotten paid, so I think there's still there's still so much that you could he could draw motivation for. This isn't end of his career. Been there, done that. Don't need the game. He needs the game. So, I guess to answer your question, no, I don't think he has pitches last game in Toronto. I don't. But they need to figure some things out. So the first thing I'm worried about is his mental state. Okay, I think the nice thing of what's gone on in this this country and this world the last several years, all the shit we've been through together is the fact that people have become more sensitive to people's mental health needs. And I don't know where this kid's at. 
if it took him two weeks to report to Buffalo, God, I hope you that can somebody... guess where he's at, right? Like you can guess, like it's not great right now. No. And so that's what I'm number one concerned about. You know, um, we've seen him on the mound, and I don't I can't judge somebody's mental state based on how they act when they're playing professional sports. Because I have seen some wonderful, wonderful people flip that switch and they are crazy motherfuckers out there. Like that's just that they get into some sort of mindset and it's nuts. And so I don't, we don't know who they are and where they are. And when you hear people say, oh, they seem so happy. And then you hear they're, they're not. So first and foremost, I am concerned about that. And I think that the, the Blue Jays have to get, if they haven't already, have to get some firm understanding on where he is mentally and emotionally right now. It's okay for said player to be upset with the organization that you got sent down. That's not what I'm talking about. We all are sometimes upset with our work and things of that nature. I'm talking about him not being in a good place, just not being in a good place. And that's a big deal here. People say, oh, well, they don't have time to babysit him. That's not true. Even if the organization just wants to be selfish and look at it from a financial standpoint, can this guy help us get to where we want to go? And if so, we damn well better support him. But then on just a human side of things, making sure that a kid that you drafted and developed and was a spark plug in this organization just a year ago is right. To me, that's the number one thing that has to get done. And then we can start focusing on baseball. I'd love to get my hands on this guy. I'd love to be able to talk to him. I would love to point out the fact that, look, man, you have the chance now to have such a great redemption story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all out there in front of you. You have the talent to do this. Uh, I know that this year was a disaster. And you've taken massive hits publicly, PR hits. People people have come at you, and you said things that are silly, and, uh, you know, it hasn't looked good. But you can work your way back and 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 find yourself in a mentor role in as little as a year, two years. You just have to get things right, and you have to be motivated. Mm-hmm. Like Someone needs to go and motivate him because I think – when you get start to get sent down and things aren't great for you, sometimes you can lose the motivation because you're scared of what it takes to get it back. Like you have to be able to, he's going to have to put some work in. Mm-hmm. He's going to put some real deal work in mentally and physically. And that scares a lot of people, but I would just, I would just continue to press and press and press and tell this dude, think about the opportunity that you have right in front of you. And think about what some dudes in the minor leagues would give to be in your spot. Even now, even with this disaster of a year that you've had, a lot of place, a lot of people would switch places with you because you have the talent and the opportunity that still lies ahead of you if you put the work in. And that's all that needs to happen here is put the work in mentally, put the work in physically, make sure he's motivated. And he should be motivated because I told you what motivates people to play this sport. Listen, I understand all that. I think that's great words of advice, and it all makes sense. The problem is, what if he doesn't have right now the mental capability to do that? That's what I'm saying. got to put the work in. That's what I'm saying. But it's not as simple as putting the work in for some people. Some people emotionally can't handle stuff. I don't don't mean like sit down and do this. Like Work can mean a a bunch of different things, especially in that type of space. We're talking about the mental space. Like There are different types of work, whether that's meditation, whether that's therapy, whether that's 
uh, you know, get uh, getting a mentor. Who's his mentor? I don't know. Who hey, is listen, your man. mentor? Because that is the one thing that if I did anything right in mm-hmm. this game, as I picked my mentors carefully and I did it right. And you know what? A lot of them were presented for me. I played in an organization that had excellent people to choose from. But you got to have a mentor. I leaned so much on those guys. I lean on you in this industry. Oh, God. As a mentor. Iceberg dead ahead if Rose You is barely freaking healthy. I know. I Sorry, man. My bad. All right. Let's move on to this last thing before we get out of here on the uh, podcast and YouTube side of things. And a quick reminder for you, if you have an iPhone, download the AMP app every day. We are here Monday through Friday. You can be part of the live discussion that we have right after the show. You can join us live. It's a ton of fun. Uh, we had Bark at the Park for the Mets. I know this isn't your favorite thing in the world, but the Simba cam made me laugh a little bit. Everybody holding their pooches up like the movie The Lion King. You dig this or you I mean, hard Of course pass. I dig this. Just because I don't have a dog doesn't mean I don't love dogs. I okay. love dogs, dude. I All grew right. up a pool man. You have to be friends with dogs when you're a pool man. Told you that before. I love yeah. this. I always wonder Bark in the Park and I like, What's the cleanup like after? Yeah, that? where do they poop? Where do they poop? Like, are, are all owners responsible? And like, you better pick up the poop. Well, and the dogs even want to poop. They don't want to poop on concrete. You know that. You know that about dogs. They don't want to poop on concrete. No, they don't. They don't. It's that. It sounds like just a messy situation. You know what I would do? I would do every bark at the park on the last game of a homestand. Right. I don't want to have to come back tomorrow and there's like ground in dog shit in the cement near the seat where I'm sitting. I just don't want that. Now, I am a huge dog lover. My dog, Sydney, hates it when we pick her up anyway. If I had to pick her up under her armpits and hold her up like the whole Simba thing, she'd be out. She'd be like, hey, motherfucker, take me home. I ain't doing this shit. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not a circus animal here, you know. So I'm happy that there are some dogs that seemingly enjoy it. I know that my dog would not. So I don't even think I could bring Sydney to one of these nights. She 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 does wonderfully well with humans, with four-legged creatures, not so well. She was a rescue. We don't know what her backstory was, but I don't know. It's there probably not a great backstory, to be honest probably with not. you. Not probably not. Probably not. No, we've we've tried to do some doggy therapy with her, but she's just the sweetest dog ever. So there we read, go. Read, read here in our chat said they put grass in the concourse. If that's true, oh, that's kudos. Good. That's amazing. Yeah. A lot of poop okay. on that grass. Yeah. All right. Listen, we're back at it again on Thursday. Holy smokes. The week is already flying by. We think we'll go at 1130 Eastern, 830 AM Pacific. But as we found out with Wednesday show, that could always change. So check our social media channels to see what time we are live on camp. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke. The uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, who picks his mentors so well. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.